constant sorrow Eventually, is our next movie, which is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And let's, I'll let you, audience, take a couple guesses as in like two actors in this movie <laughs> that show up. Because <laughs> it's kind of like a running theme here so far. It, it's George Clooney, by the way. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Clooney has been in all the movies. Um, he actually played John Goodman playing the uh, playing Munt from <laughs> Part and Fink. It's, in, it's all a ruse. Yes. He no, uh, <laughs> proving thus that uh, George Clooney is the greatest actor of all time. Also, sexy been alive yes. for like a hundred years in a row, or whatever. Yes. I'm gonna go and ask you a question, all right. if I may. Yes. <laughs> is John Turturro in this movie better than Barton Fink? Ooh, I, I I think he might be better than Barton Fink, honestly. Yeah, but um, I do really like him in this movie as oh, well. Yes. It's like. Oh my god. This, this probably had the best characters. Yes. Yeah. Yes, agree. Completely agree. I, I do have a question for you as well. Okay. Did you read The Odyssey in high school? Yes. Okay. So I I read part of it cuz I <laughs> I didn't I didn't read any of the books they assigned me in high school. But um I I because Oh, brother, where art thou? Or the where art thou? <laughs> is um, sort of lightly, lightly follows the story of the Odyssey. I recognized um, two parts of the story with um, the sirens and the cyclops. Mm-hmm. But I guess um, did you recognize any more than that? You know, I would recognize a lot more if I'd read the Odyssey in the last like five years. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it has been a bit longer for you than it has for yeah. me. Yeah, I think I read the Odyssey back when I was a uh, probably a sophomore Same in here. high school. Same yeah, probably about that no, time. No, wait, I was I was a freshman. I'll tell you now. I, I love I love mythology. I think it's one mm-hmm. some of the some of the best stories come from mythology. And I mean, obviously, I mean, all of our movies come from mythology pretty much. Like, yeah. You can point anything going. This is this tale of this tale, or whatever, mm-hmm. or this character is kind of like this. Gosh, I kind of wish I had read the Odyssey before. Yeah, I, I, I totally had done this. It, it's a it's a book that I actually I think you could possibly maybe enjoy later on because you kind of understand a lot more maybe. Yeah, I um I don't know I I from the Odyssey here. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> this I is mean, just it, great. <laughs> I mean, it, it does have a lot to do with this film. So yeah, it does. But um, yeah, I I I don't know. I never got into it, but maybe I would if I gave it another chance. But yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up because it is linked to that. The movie itself. Yeah, go the synopsis of it real fast. Should I do that, or whose turn is it? Um, it's, uh, my, you, you did, uh, well, I guess we kind of both made fun of Lebowski a little bit. So, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is based on the Odyssey, as we said already. Mm-hmm. But the actual synopsis of it is basically these three prisoners, mm-hmm. played by George Clooney, John DeTuro, and Tim uh, Nelson. <laughs> and <Blake> Nelson. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, no, it's, what are going to call this guy by his actual name? Tim Nelson, yeah. uh, Blake Nelson, I guess you want to say the full name, mm-hmm. who escaped from their chain gang. Mm-hmm. So that is probably it takes, takes, takes place in the 1930s. It's the Great Depression or, era, so. Yeah, definitely before World War II. Yes. 
And as they're trying to run away, uh, their whole plan is to go and find this buried treasure. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that's like a thing that pretty much like all almost all the um, that's true movies. Coen Brothers that's have true. buried treasure or something to do with money. Like I think it's a lot of a lot of greed is a big a big, is a big part of their movies. That's interesting. I never I never noticed that. Yeah, cool. I am educating you in the ways of the film and stuff of Coen Brothers. Yes. Great uh, vocabulary there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Got that university language going on there. You know? your, your student loans are already paying themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, this actually, this actually, this movie kind of covers a little bit of history, actually, mm. in that cool way. Oh, yes. Where it shows off one of my favorite of bank robbers. George Nelson. <laughs> George Baby Face Nelson. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Who, I'm trying to decide if... They did a better job in this movie with Babyface Nelson or in uh, Public Enemies. <laughs> I, oh my god, I love it. I, I figured you were going... I knew you were going to bring it up because uh, it was great. <laughs> yeah. He's getting carried away to get executed. I'm George Nelson. <laughs> oh yeah, because it reminds you a whole lot of Team Merkable Police for some reason. I have no idea why. Oh, uh, no, I guess. Like, like, yeah. Oh, which we'll cover that movie later on, I think. Oh, yes. We'll have to. We'll have to, we'll have to, talk, we'll have to do a <laughs> Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Yeah. <laughs> this could be a lot of me just going, this is stupid. Yeah. Why are we doing and this? going, no, it's not, Chris. Shut up. This is why it's funny. No. Uh, they meet John Goodman's character. Oh, yes. <laughs> who comes off as like this, like, you know, guy's going to help him out a little yeah. bit, you know. Traveling Bible salesman. Yep, that's right. He's a traveling Bible salesman. <laughs> who has one decides, eye. Who decides? Yeah, who decides to mug? Oh, that's right. He was. That's right. He was one night. He's the cyclops. <laughs> yes, he was. Who decides to mug them? And uh, beats the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, we missed a part. Um, yeah. there's the yeah. the part of the sirens yes. where John DeTuro's character kind of disappears <laughs> and they, they and um <laughs> they find they find his clothes and there's a toad hopping around them so yeah so tim nelson thinks his character thinks that um the toad is just a turtle he's convinced that the sirens transformed him into a toad and so when we go back to the uh john goodman scene <laughs> yes at the um, very end of it, he, he, fucking, kills the he toad. fucking like smashes the toad against a tree. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which I think I'm gonna go ahead and um, note that by the way for the most violent death in yes. any Cohen Brothers. Doesn't he like squeeze it and then throw it against the tree? Yes, it's awful. And he thought No Country for Old Men was yes. <laughs> Which, okay, sorry, that's jump ahead. Yeah, jump ahead a little bit. All right, um, this movie has the Q Klux Klan in there. This movie oh has my God, yes, got like everything in there. <laughs> so they help out uh, Baby Face Nelson a little bit. Yes, who acts the same way in this movie, by the way, as he did in Pulling Enemies. Right, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little more crazy. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, they're they're trying to like the whole idea was like them to go out trying to get to the treasure mm-hmm. before. What was it that was going to stop them? Oh, the there's going to be a flood. That's, that's that's right. gonna, a dam's going to put up so that the air's going to be flooded where the treasure's supposed to be at. And to find out, though, it's all a lie to get Clooney was trying to get to his ex, ex-wife ex yeah, to stop her from marrying a dude. Selfishly. Selfishly, yes. And so 
so they, they t- so he basically they, you know takes these two guys along mm-hmm. on this complete fake trail to, this or uh, that he set up this quest and <laughs> this holy exodus <laughs> yeah I this did the movie Odyssey they, yeah I did the movie they um God I'm trying to skip ahead of this before you said that. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was gonna happen. I tried to keep going. I was like, nope, nope. He's gonna say it. That's fine. Um, they run into a radio station mm-hmm. where they uh, give a performance of the li- of their lifetime. I guess mm-hmm. call it that performance of a lifetime. And people are trying like people are, like becoming huge fans of them, and, and they, they have, have no, no idea, idea. By the way, they have, they have no idea what's going on. The soggy bottom boys. Is that right? <laughs> And let me just say, this the, the soundtrack title. to this movie is fantastic. Oh yes, and it I, is. I love because like you're you're so limited with um, songs from the like the 1930s because like you know who who knows any like you know. I love how you are my sh- my sunshine plays like. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like Ten times in the movie, <laughs> and I love how at the end he has them sing it just because he thinks like that's the key to winning. Yeah, that's right. The mayor or the governor, I mean, sorry, is like, let's see this. Is that gonna lead us in a, in a song of "You Are My Sunshine"? <laughs> Aren't you, boys? Oh, they they uh, they don disguises. <laughs> yes. They these beards. These fake beards. Which I, I can't decide who looks better in the long beard. Turturro <laughs> probably pulls it off. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> this movie goes really crazy. Like the last, like last act of the movie. It, it's like it really does. It's like it's not hard to like, give synopsis though, because it just like, goes all over the this place. This is a lot like um, Big Lebowski in the way that it doesn't really. How dare you, sir? Comparing this this masterpiece to the Big Lebowski, <laughs> <laughs> which is also widely considered a masterpiece. Um, Listen, buddy. I I think that widely should encompass my opinion because my opinion is always right. And um, <laughs> so, but like in the way that it like, there's not really a beginning, middle, end like plan. I guess it's it's just sort of the, like their adventures as they um, as they encounter them, and it's a lot like the Odyssey in that way. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the idea of the Odyssey was yeah. um, try to get home after the Battle of Troy, mm-hmm. if I'm mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Troy, and they're just misadventures of mm-hmm. land on the islands and all that stuff. Which their uh, part of hell in this was actually or Hades was pretty good. That was the uh, was that the KKK? Yeah, that's what yep, I. Yeah, it was the KKK rally, which I think is really great. Excited about burning, burning cross and all the very. Those kind of symbols in there. Yeah. This movie does a lot of symbolism in there, and I kind of wish that I knew a lot more about it to actually explain it a little further oh, yeah. along. This, this is this is probably going to be a movie I watch several more times. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of these I'm gonna are gonna have multiple viewings, but this one demands multiple viewings. I think mm-hmm. it's like one of those like you watch the first time, just like breathe in as much as possible and do it again. You try to breathe a little more, a little more you know, each time. Sort go sort of. Like uh, the Big Lebowski. I'm sorry, you cut out there. I couldn't hear what you're saying. Let's move on to the next part <laughs> no, of the. It sounds uh, thing, like right? the Skype calls going out. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he's trying. So Clooney's character is trying to get back to his ex-wife, and she's like kind of putting these extreme demands on him. Mm-hmm. Like she wants the the ring. Let's see what was it? It, it was it was the ring that he um, gave to her the first time they were married. Yes. 
And so they go through trying to get to the ring. Of course, they run into uh, the uh, guys like chasing him down for the longest for the whole entire movie. Yeah. Which we kind of skip a little bit there, where the governor pardons them. Yeah. Yeah, so they've already been pardoned, but these guys are going to lynch them anyway. It's because of inconvenience, I yeah. guess. That's, by the way, is a, um, it seems like a running thing. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, like, people doing things because it's just because they got inconvenienced, mm-hmm. and so they're going to do it anyways. Like, in Big Lebowski, there was the uh, muggers. Yep, that's right. That, when they didn't have the money, they mugged them anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Walter takes them all out. It's <laughs> a great, actually, that's actually a pretty fun scene. Um... <laughs> Are you discovering that you like this movie a little bit more? No, I'm really not, actually. <laughs> it had great parts, and then it had really bad parts. I feel parts. like those parts redeemed it. Good for you. <laughs> anyway, so they're about to lynch them, and I'll, that's when the great flood from the dam happens. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this, is, this is like some of the fastest running water I've ever seen yes. in the whole movie. Some of the fastest flooding I've ever seen. I think this is actually probably one of my favorite parts of the movie, because... Yes. <laughs> George Clooney this whole time is like speaking ill of religion and how like how he how he's so much more advanced than everyone and like that's the moment where he breaks down and he's like <laughs> but then after it's over after he gets saved by this this divine intervention he's like oh no there's a perfectly logical explanation yeah. for all this he yes gives this ridiculous explanation <laughs> I was, I, was, I, was like the, I was like the biggest, greatest like flash flood I've ever seen yes. in my entire life. It looked like the scene from uh, Evan Almighty. Yes. <laughs> okay, the damn breaks in that movie. Is- yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was pretty instantaneous. Yes. How dare you remind me of Evan Almighty? <laughs> that was, by the way, the best of the two. I mean, Bruce Almighty just couldn't uh, yeah. hold a candle Jim, to... Jim Carrey <laughs> is, is a hack. Compared to yeah. Steve Carell, what depends? Um, is it Jim Carrey in the Grinch or is it? Oh, yo, man, Jim don't Car- be dissing Jim Carrey in the Grinch. He went through a lot of shit. I know. And then fucking train with Navy SEALs and shit. Anyways, so anyways, Cooney gets the ring. They thinks is the ring. It takes it back to the lady. Is it like her like, mom's ring or something? Yeah, something like that. And she's like, that's not the ring. <laughs> and he's like, we can't... We're not going to be able to find because it's the bottom of the lake, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, of course, it also ends off with the, uh, with the blind man who, for some reason, is like on a railway hand car. Mm-hmm. Because he can't be, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's also another thing from the Odyssey. Cause they, yeah. Hear, yeah. Which, <laughs> they do a great... They do a really good job with... Uh, with making that as humorous as possible, it's like you think. I was sitting like watching the movie, and you're like, "This guy's blind, mm-hmm. and he's using a hand card." <laughs> really? <laughs> like, what happens if like a train is coming by? You can't hear the train. You probably feel the train, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, oh, he'll he's know. He'll way. know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he has like that uh, daredevil sense thing, like you like feel. <laughs> he has that daredevil thing where he can uh, throw all of the darts into the bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> No, he played the, um, I remember what the name of the characters, there's actually three, three characters, I believe, that can, like, the, uh, see the future. Oh, that's, yeah. For some reason, the, the, there's also something similar to that in Macbeth, right? Because I started thinking of that while this, that scene was going on. Yeah, it was, um, like, the three witches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because they do the whole bull in trouble thing, yeah. 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 
That's also that's actually. I actually did read all of that in high school, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but for this movie right here, I would say this is probably. Um, I don't know what no country old men for your opinion is, but I do know at least one, two, three that we. I think we can both agree on that. This is a really good movie. Yes, absolutely. Is absolutely, absolutely one you should go definitely go see. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this on Netflix? No, we had to no. we had to rent this on YouTube. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, should we move on to the next film? It's great. You liked it. It's great. Yes, move on to the next film. No Country for Old Men. Which now it's your turn for my the turn for the synopsis. Yes, right. this one stars a character. Sorry, character, an actor. My bad. I'm going to pronounce his name wrong probably. Yevyar, Bardem. Quick editor's note, now that I actually have the name in front of me, it is pronounced Javier Bardem. So, yeah, we're going to be pronouncing it wrong for the rest of the episode, but I just wanted to make that correction. Back to the show. Who I don't normally enjoy, but in this, actually, mm-hmm. I actually liked watching him in this. Yeah. But I'm going to let you go into your synopsis when we get into okay. our opinions and stuff. And also, this is, um, pro- there is only one Cohen regular in this, I think. The, uh, the guy... At the her- the 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 office that Woody Harrelson goes to, it was the same guy from the uh, record place. And, uh, oh brother, but anyway, so no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, no country for old men is it, it's basically a about um, um some sort of drug deal drug deal gone awry, and is it is Josh Brolin? Yeah. Yeah, Josh Brolin. Uh, Josh yeah. Brolin basically happens upon this and finds a shitload of money. As we've said, uh, money is usually the MacGuffin in all of these movies. So, so he he gets caught up in this whole thing, and um, oh god, what's the character's name? It's like Anton something. Oh, the killer. Yeah, I do not recall actually, I'm just but call I know him that Anton. He was absolutely insane. Yes. Yeah, it was Anton. I can't remember what the last name was. Um, so Some this, weird name. This guy who's just like essentially a force of nature um, starts hunting him down, trying to get the money from him. And like again, it's it's another one. Um, he he sort of just he's only out to get what he wants, and he will stop at nothing to get it, and uh, will totally blow you away if you even think about getting if you even literally blow you yeah. away with his with his silencer on a shotgun yes. which I, don't think I've, I think i've ever seen before in my time yes. life. oh my god the sound, it's like the sound design in this movie is so great by the way real fast we said force of nature that's probably the best summary of this whole movie here is that the whole movie is all about the force of nature yes basically yes and so it, it's basically like this basically a game of cat and mouse really um, mm-hmm. Of him just chasing him down, trying to get the money, and I mean, like this movie is so clever, and this is um, an adaptation of a Cormac McCarthy novel. So this is probably also like the most pessimistic. Oh yeah. Um, of all the uh, Coen Brothers movies, I mean, even I don't though think there's Bart any Fink, comedy in it. There, yeah, you're right. There, there really a lot, isn't. I mean, most of the even, movies even, are like you know they're black comedies, but I mean, Fink Fink was pretty dark. Oh yeah. As well as pretty pessimistic, but. At least it had like parts that get actually go oh, okay, just relax a little yeah. bit. There was like almost no relaxing. I mean, maybe the bits between Tommy Lee Jones yeah. and his deputy. I guess I think it was deputy. Yeah, it's his deputy. Or that guy was the only like comedic mm-hmm. sort of parts in there. But even then, it wasn't it's, like it's super dry. Funny, there. yeah, it's super dry. Which Tommy Lee Jones is a very dry oh, man. man. Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> is great in this. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, like that's basically the movie, though. And even like it, it's that for two hours, but it's it's done so well that that's not a bad thing. It's like Josh Brolin trying to outsmart mm-hmm. Javier Bart, uh, Barnum's mm-hmm. character. But it's probably some of the most fascinating things, like watch him try to like get away from him. Then he discovers that like, here there's like the um, the not transponder the. Uh, it's it's oh, cool. like this little locator device in the yeah uh, the locator thank found. you and uh, he ha- like the guy hunting him has a thing that can locate it yeah so, so, so like one by the way like one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is like him is uh Roland sitting back in his hotel in the motel he's sitting back with his gun just like sitting there at the door waiting for Barton to come barging in and I guess he didn't expect the fact that Barton would have like the um pressure yeah the, the yeah the uh, air pressure shot or yeah which like shoots basically he, he Barton puts puts the uh canister up next to a uh the lock on the door a, yeah lock on the door and pushes down a button and all of a sudden the lock is f- like just flying out of its place and he, he's done this a couple times in the movie mm-hmm. at that point and like when you when you're like it, it start like the camera starts zooming towards the lock and you're like oh mm-hmm. shit it's gonna come flying out and it like so great and it flies out and, like hits him in the chest it's like oh that would hurt so bad because like the part that hit him was like those two little prongs mm-hmm. oh yeah it's right that's like oh and so you know they just open fire on each other and they're like going through the streets and yeah that was that was probably the best part of the whole movie. Like just like them oh, like going yes. through the streets, like trying to like trying to like get away from each other. Already, mm-hmm. arms trying to catch him. He's just, he's just, he's just, he kind of gains the upper hand. It, like basically, that part is the only part of that Hunter movie that Bardem was actually oh was well, actually he was vulnerable. Uh, did, yeah, yeah, vulnerable. Yeah, because she got shot in the uh, like. the leg. Which I'm gonna go ahead and skip ahead a little bit for a second here. The part where Bardem was performing surgery on himself yeah. was. So gross. I cringed several times. Yes. I, know, I was sitting up there. Um, let's see what I watched. I watched this during my. I had a break between two classes. Uh-huh. Oh, great. Just no time to watch this. So I was watching this movie. And so I'm like, you know, I'm sitting in this little hidey hole. Though, so I can, nobody can see my movie. I'm like, if nobody can see this right now, like, this is like the grossest like, thing for somebody to like, look over and see. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just like, oh, God, like pulling out the. The bullets. The. The shrapnel, yeah, the shrapnel from the shell, just like, oh god! And, like he's injecting himself, like, which I, I could never do. Oh my god! I could never inject myself. Uh. If I needle, like I just couldn't do it. Just like, oh, nope. Nope, nope. <laughs> nope, nope. I guess nope. I'm just gonna bleed to death. <laughs> yeah. Um, his movie. Uh, oh, he like pours the alcohol on his leg. <sighs> oh yeah. If you're like uh, pouring alcohol on your own, like by your like pouring it like on a wounded, you're by yourself, whatever. No, I wouldn't. Oh, it's awful. Wouldn't. It's like. <laughs> Cause like your skin like knows is about to happen. Yes. It's like something that gets like a lot worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> so no, Berlin gets shot pretty badly. Oh yeah, he makes it over to the uh, Mexican uh, Mexico U.S. border. <laughs> he's woken up to as as he like after he crosses the border, he kind of he's woken up to these three mariachis. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I guess didn't realize he's bleeding to death. <laughs> and they kind of like do the thing where like they're playing. Also, they just kind of like go, yeah. do, do, oh yeah yeah. Oh God! Yeah, Actually, like the bloody one hundred dollar bills. That was such a gross bill. <laughs> and so he, you know, passes out mm-hmm. in the hospital, waking up to Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's character, which I kind of he was so underplayed. Yeah, there should have been more of him. That was one of two complaints. But this movie only had two complaints. This entire movie. Okay. I, I do have a question that for was, you later. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Later. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. 
wakes up, wakes up Jordy Harrelson, who basically tells him that um, his Brolin's wife, yeah, Brolin's wife is you know gonna be in danger, and Brolin's like, ah, oh, there's no way if she's like, well, if I found you like this, how long, how much longer is it gonna be for? You know, Barton's character to find you, or the Anton to find you. Mm-hmm. Brolin had like what, like three hours ahead of yeah, that's right, that's Barton, right. Barton, whatever. Brolin like goes across the border again with the money, and here comes the second complaint of the whole movie. It's just the sudden death of Josh Brolin's character. Okay, yeah, this is what I was going to ask you about because a lot of people have complained about sort. I guess it's like sort of the third act. Because like yeah, the, the whole and, movie is very linear, mm-hmm. and then it starts skipping around a lot. So I, I yeah. was wondering if you hated that. I hated that. Um, I yeah, I hated that. Even though even though like they explained basically what this movie was about between um, was it Tommy Jones and his brother? No, not his brother. Um, who was who was that character he, he goes to? Oh, the guy with all the cats. Yeah, I think it's just a friend of his. I, I didn't pick up on any, like, relation or anything. Yeah, it was kind of weird. They, they basically explain, like, what the movie's about in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I thought that was probably a, that was a nice conversation, yeah. actually. They, they kind of brought it back to, okay, this is okay now. Yeah. The movie's about how, like, is basically sort of... Nature controls. Yeah. 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 You can't stop nature. And, and even like, though, I mean, how, how it, like, he's just so behind... In like, because like th- things have just become like too advanced for him to handle at this point. It also like there's a lot of uh, morality stuff and yeah, Cumberbatch like there's a lot of like there's like you know people that are selfish tend to end up dead, mm-hmm. That's and people that are less selfish seem to. This right here, Josh Brolin's character was plagued by greed mm-hmm. with the cash. He could have saved his uh, wife's life if he had given just given the money up, you know. Still would have died, but. He still would have died, yeah. I mean, that was... But he was trying to escape his death, even though, even though he's basically marked for death. Mm-hmm. He's well, going to die. In a way, he, he was... He was trying to... He was trying to stop him, so, like... But, I mean, it, it was selfish in that he could have just... He could have just sort of surrendered and... Well, he could have told the police. He could have, you yeah. know, said something to somebody. That this is what's going that on. Because he got way, way in over his head, got way too selfish. He could control the situation. He had no control in actual reality. He ends up getting what he deserves in the end. Mm-hmm. I almost hated this part. For I hated it for a little bit. Okay. But then kind of came back and liked it. Where Bardem does not actually get killed in this movie. He just... He, he gets away. He gets away, mm-hmm. and this is like where I kind of went. Okay, this is a very pessimistic movie, and I'm going to accept the fact it's a pessimistic movie yeah. and just be happy with the way it was. Oh, I guess yeah. Something you guys should know about Chris is that mm-hmm. he um he doesn't like pes- pessimistic movies that much. Yeah, they. I. It sounds awful, but I'm like I'm usually only into like movies that actually have happy endings, yeah. <laughs> just which is really terrible. It's not that should not be what I'm into, mm-hmm. but it's just something I just these kind of movies right here don't usually appeal to me. But this mm-hmm. one actually. Was one of the first ones actually when okay, this is actually pretty doggone good. Yeah. I I feel like something that really helps this movie out is like because and I, I think this is like a reason that people hate um, how it just sort of skips ahead mm-hmm. um, is that it doesn't point blank tell you everything. Like you have to really you have to actually be paying attention and like be looking at what's happening in order to sort of tell like. How because you can totally tell everything that went down once Tommy mm-hmm. Lee Jones is like looking around the um, uh, the crime scene, but like yeah, I, 
I feel like people just wanted it spelled out for him, and and they didn't get it, and I like that. And that was that was almost a complaint about Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. It was kind of like his character was kind of useless in there. But then I like, you know think about the fact that that he's kind of like the he's basically the audience. That is sort of the point, though. Like <laughs> yeah, he, like he he's become sort of he he's he's become too aged to um to handle something as big as this. Yeah, and that to me actually made it work in the film. Mm-hmm. But at first, it's kind of like, okay, where's this going to go? Maybe he's going to show up, whatever. And at first, like, when he's pulling up to meet up with uh, Brolin's character, like, okay, well, he's going to meet up with Brolin's character, it's going to be okay. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, the uh, yeah. the the cartel, uh, guys. cartel guys show up and kill uh, Brolin. And I guess Brolin, film, Brolin kills, like, two of the guys, I think. Mm, that's right. Before he gets, before he gets killed. Like, two dead bodies, I think. Mm-hmm. Which, that part was like... Because I was like, I really wanted Brolin to, like, I expected Brolin to die eventually, yeah. but not, like, not in that kind of manner. Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's no way. Now, I couldn't tell, and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I got the suppression or not, but did he end up cheating on his wife? Um, yeah, you know, I think he might have. And to me, that actually goes like, okay, he deserves yeah, to die. Yeah, <laughs> That's fine. I, I, think, I think the reason that scene was there was to, like, remind you, like, this guy isn't the hero. Yeah. This guy's the, a selfish asshole. <laughs> yeah. The only, like, hero sort of person Tommy was Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, it was kind of like the weak hero. Because, uh-huh. I mean, these things are just sort of happening around him. Yeah, the overpowered uh, bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was kind of convoluted, though, with the whole, like, um, corporation behind the money. and Yeah. Like, uh, it's kind of weird. That was... Because, I mean, you could almost remove that from... Yeah, you really could have removed it. I mean, you could have just explained that, you know, maybe Bartum found about the money or whatever. You kind of, like, going after him. I, yeah, I, I, so I'm, that, sort you know, whatever. Of, I'm sort of thinking that uh, maybe that was more in the book. And, like, that that's why Woody Harrelson's character is even there. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you probably could have cut it from the film, but... Yeah. I feel like we're being a little negative here, by the way, this movie. This movie. Oh, I just yeah. Don't like, say, let's just sure reiterate say that. that this is a great movie. Yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. It's way up there. I think at the end of this, we should definitely like rank the um, movies. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, this is probably one of my favorite, out of only a few, <laughs> I actually liked, uh, Bardem movies. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, this it's also has, like, some of Josh Brolin's, like, best acting, too. Oh, yes. That, that yeah. That, I, I, yeah, I guess we haven't even talked about him. Like yeah, he's he yet. is one of my favorite actors. He's absolutely out of crap there. Mm-hmm. He's he does a great job and like anything I watch him in. One of the first things I actually watched him was just kinda weird. Actually no, it was Trigret actually was the first thing first thing I watched him in. The second thing was a movie called W. Right, right. No, actually I'm even more wrong. <laughs> uh, sorry, I can't think about this. The Goonies. Oh yeah, the first thing we saw him at. <laughs> Okay, but as far as like a serious actor, I guess as an adult <laughs> was was True Grit, and then movie W, which is about George W. Bush, yeah. and he plays George W. Bush. <laughs> it does a great job. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It's such an appealing movie to me. But then he was also in Men in Black Three. Yeah, oh, that's which, right. In which, in which, by the way, he played Tommy Lee Jones' character in that uh-huh. as a younger version of him. And I don't know. I, I can't. I still can't tell if they did like. Um, I feel like audio replacement in that at all, or if that was just Brolin just doing the voice perfectly. I, I feel like that was him. I can't. I'm sure. Tell you no, for I'm, sure, I'm, but I, I feel believe like it. I'm sure it was. But it was like it was so close. I mean, he's great. He's a great actor. So I, I, 
absolutely enjoyed watching him. He was a pleasure to watch in this. And I was, I was also a big part of, like, why I hated. But then he died. Yeah. Like, I was like, I, was, I don't want him to die. <laughs> it's like, no. So he's, he's, he's a joy to watch. Yeah. I think I think that he was probably the absolute best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, his kind of his kind of scenes. Mm-hmm. What about you? I, I think that um, Anton was the driving force of the movie. And I, 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 did he win an Oscar for this? I know he was, um, I think he was nominated, at least. I didn't actually look that up, honestly. Okay. Uh, okay. No Country was nominated for eight Academy Awards, won four, including Best Picture. Additionally, Bardem won Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role. Mm. Okay. All right. And he deserved it. Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah that was freaky. Yeah. <laughs> I was... Okay. The, the whole gas station scene oh, was like... yes! Probably the best, like, just like... If you just, like, watch the scene out there, you just know who the character is. Yeah, exactly. And... Like the whole, like the whole, like flipping the coin thing, and just like, I don't know. It was. I was uh, so glad that it came back. Yeah, yeah, the coin came back in the very end mm-hmm. with uh, Berlin's wife. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I think his performance is the highlight of it. All right, so No Country, uh, great movie, definitely winner in both our books. And now comes last but not least. <laughs> last but not least, certainly not least. Uh, it's a movie that it's an awful movie. But we both love it. <laughs> um, I wouldn't even say it's awful. What, what would you say? I would say it's a great movie. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it's awful. Like, is in like it's it's not like a movie like you like normally watch like study like yeah, yeah. as like oh as, yeah, like, like this like, isn't <laughs> like, a lot. I think a, most of the Coen Brothers movies you would you would probably say like you know these are these are these are um, movies that. Like film school students sh- should watch, and this one is not. This is not. This is this is probably like the most accessible one for like a mainstream audience. I would say. Um. Even then, it's uh, it's a little yeah, weird. Yeah, like in, in, yeah, it's a little weird still because like it's John, in terms John of storytelling, but um, it's John Malkovich in there makes it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> really odd. He's, <laughs> I can't think of like a single role he's ever played where he played somebody normal. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> like I don't know what it is like. He just he just I don't think that he's sick. He's great. I think he's great. he no, just he's shows up on set. His delivery is probably something like the. That's true. It's like it's like it's absolutely like right on, just like right on point. It's like absolutely it's perfect. Yeah, he, he has incredible delivery, especially in this film. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll come right out and say the performances in this are every one of them stand out in their own way. This movie's hilarious. Um, let, mm-hmm. quickly let's give a synopsis. So, <laughs> John Malkovich, <laughs> good luck. Uh, works for the CIA, and he's he's laid off. Yeah, or just no, no just fired. Well, he wasn't like he was getting, he was gonna get transferred. To some like you know boring oh, yeah, some ba- uh, job, so he decides yeah, to quit. That's, that's right. And he makes he's still gonna make a, a um, memoir. A memoir, yeah. Which <laughs> it gets put onto a CD um, because his wife is trying to divorce him because she's having an affair with George Clooney, <laughs> the George Clooney. He's George Clooney in the movie. I mean, I would have an affair with George Clooney. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. That's, that's, I, you know, would. I would. <laughs> I think I also had written down. Uh, <laughs> To ask you, um, oh god, what was it? Would I have an affair with George Clooney? Yes, I just answered that question. I was gonna ask you a really (laughs) awkward question involving George Clooney. 
Do I think he's sexy? Yes, yes I do. But absolutely. I don't even think we're alive. <laughs> Am I jealous of the fact that he's now um he's gonna get married? Yes. <laughs> Damn that woman. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. So now we get introduced to Brad Pitt's character. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh rewind wait, a bit. Okay. Okay. So okay, sorry. his um okay. Uh, John Malkovich's wife is going to divorce him, and she needs information from his his computer. I can't remember exactly what the information was, but there's all this data from his computer, and it includes his memoir, um, which contains, of course, CIA information. Mm-hmm. And he, he... So his wife delivers it to... Uh, this woman who works for his, her divorce lawyer, and she leaves it at the gym where we're introduced to Brad Pitt's character, who is the best character in the movie. I was gonna say, yeah, he's absolutely the the shining <laughs> of the whole movie. <laughs> I think he's my favorite Coen Brothers character. <laughs> he's like the ultimate caricature of that kind know, of right, person. Right. <laughs> and to, to me, to me, Brad Pitt. Um, is in my top five uh, favorite yes. actors of all time. He's always a pleasure to watch, and in this, it's no yes. different. <laughs> he is just absolutely fantastic in this movie. And um, what's her face from like Fargo's in this real, as well? Real fast, real fast, real fast. Just to make sure the audience knows, just because I want to really say this. He plays like that overly, like, um, what, what's the, trying to the word of it? Thank you, flamboyant. Um, <laughs> exercise <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like this total meathead. He's yep, and he's like totally charming though. Yes. You can go back now that we talked about Brad Pitt. You know, definitely go back to talk yeah. about um, Francis McDormand, yeah, that's, that's right. who is trying to get a uh, to get plastic surgery because mm-hmm. she believes that she's no longer pretty yes, anymore. Multiple, blah blah. blah. And, multiple plastic well, yeah, surgeries, yeah. like all over. Basically, her her entire body is gonna be changed over. So uh, Brad Pitt and her decide that they're going to try to extort John Malkovich's character. <laughs> Which, of course, they, they think that there's, like, you know, extreme, like, secrets on there, yeah. like, you know, nobody yeah. would ever know about, blah, blah, blah. It turns out it's just, it's, it's not just really information. It, yeah, it's just his memoir. Nobody cares. Um, at, after they can't get money from him, they go to the Russian... <laughs> the Russian <laughs> embassy. <laughs> they go to the Russians for some reason... <laughs> Which then they're like, um, they're like, this is part of the information. We'll have more for you later or whatever. It gets accepted. It's like, it's it's the Russian embassy in the U.S. Like they're thinking, oh yeah, we have some dirt on America here. Stupid. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Which of course the Russian embassy tells the yeah the CIA that this is what happened. <laughs> Just basically explains so, point blank to them. And so. That's where you get like introduced, like the like the back and forth sort of thing, like which yeah. is like because like back to the say headquarters, which is like them like trying to explain like what just happened yeah. in like the last scene. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a well, crazy because, movie. Because like at this point, by the way, like everyone is having in like individual interactions with the different characters. Mm-hmm. So like George Clooney is like having multiple affairs. <laughs> He's like super paranoid. He's like the most like paranoid guy in the whole yes. world. <laughs> so he's like constantly looking over his shoulder, like getting like antsy about anything whatsoever. Yes. He just like goes crazy on it. It's just 
<laughs> and he, you know, it was for the fact that Pitt was in the movie. Cootie was still yes, on the absolutely. show. Oh, he just gets so because paranoid by the end of the film. It's amazing. It's just absolutely crazy. Um, I feel like if if there is a slight chance that someone was dumb enough, if someone was a dumb, stupid, fucking idiot and decided, oh, I haven't seen Burn After Reading, but I'm going to listen to these guys talk about it anyway. <laughs> We're not going to talk about a certain scene. <laughs> There's a certain thing that comes off of Clooney's paranoia yeah. that ends up going very badly for a character who I guess we're not going to spoil for whatever reason because Tyler is... Well, a, well I don't, yeah, don't want to ruin it for someone who was dumb enough to listen to this. So this is probably the Coen Brothers' funniest movie. And I can't... I don't know if this is one of the most insane movies they've ever made or... <laughs> Or Finkus. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeez. This one's super insane. Like, by the, by the end of the film, all sanity is gone. Yeah, that's why, like, the last scene of the movie is absolutely the best. Yeah, it goes, it goes I mean, back to the CIA guys, and they're just recapping everything that's happened. And they're just like, it, it's just an inconvenience for them. Yes. <laughs> like, they're like, how do we... I mean, what, what, do we, what do we do about this? Like, let's just, know, just... Well, how do we get get this over with? Yeah, that's just easiest way out. Let's just go with it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> they just don't even give a fuck. It's the best. Yes. And that, by the way, I think that if they didn't have those scenes in there, the movie would be as good. Those scenes, like, made the movie just propelled itself up to being actually, this is a great yes, movie. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it would have been a great movie on its own, but with those scenes, it's just, it's it, that's what propelled it. Yeah, for me, it's like that. If it just ended the way it ended, uh, without the CIA scene, <laughs> it probably I don't yeah, know, I, it would be as good. Bad taste in your mouth, but with the CIA scene, yes, same guy plays J. Jonah Jameson and Spider Man. The the absolute, by the way, the absolute best J. Jonah J- Jameson that I've ever seen. Like he looks like him, acts <laughs> he like him, does everything perfectly. <laughs> yes, probably the best part of all the yes, Sam Raimi movies. <laughs> I, I wish they'd bring it back for Well, I'm back. <laughs> that he'll he'll look at um he'll look at Andrew Garfield and be like different. That's right, he plays the uh, director of the CIA. He's just so annoyed. Like <laughs> I was trying to say the word yeah, annoyed is probably the best description. He's like, cause like his like face is like his facial expressions. Yeah, like the, the best way to sum up his <laughs> facial expression is <sighs> Yes. But um who else was talking about? Character we missed. Oh, oh, the uh guy that's like oh, in love yeah. with uh Francis McDormand, um Richard Jenkins. The guy character, who was in uh Ted. Step Brothers. I was trying to think. I was like, he's in a Will Ferrell movie that Chris would hate. This, this by the way, is probably his best role in comparison to those two. No, actually, he did Six Feet Under, so I can't say that. Anyways, he was yeah, fun. Definitely. Not the highlight, but... Yeah. I think what else we talk about this with this movie right here. And then talk about how awesome Brad Pitt was. <laughs> Osborne Cox. Oh, it was also really... It was also... Oh, that's right. It was also a very oh, short yeah, movie as well. Oh, yeah, this one's also, uh, really short. Like an hour and a half. It flies yeah, by, it's like, too. Yeah, it's not one of those, like, you know, it has, like, any slow parts in there. It's, like, just, like, this is fun. Yes. It's just fun to watch. <laughs> so, you'd rank this as yes, being a good absolutely. movie? Okay. So... So, should we start from the bottom, go up to, like, a bottom I, six? I think... Maybe best to least best, which I would rank them best to least best. Barton Fink, Burn After Reading, uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, 
Big Lebowski, No Country for Old Men, and Fargo. I'm going to actually say that No Country for Old Men and Big Lebowski are tied in my eyes. Okay. How about you? Um, first one, Barton Fink. Mm. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, number two. But after reading No Country for Old Men... Fargo, right. and then Big Lebowski. Also, I might say, because I, I think that Oh Brother and Burn After Reading are probably a bit interchangeable for me. Yeah, they really are. And also, that's what I was trying to think, like, if... Oh, God, I don't know, it's... it's I think I, just, I think that Oh Brother is uh-huh. just a little bit better. I think in terms of quality, it's much better, but I, I think that, um, yeah. well, obviously, yes, <laughs> Oh Brother's a yes. masterpiece, and... Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, Burn Reading is not a masterpiece. It's just a great it's, fucking it's movie. Just, um, yeah, I, I think I just liked it more because I I think the the comedy appealed more to me. Yeah, and this is definitely one of the movies you can like you can watch. Go, this is definitely a oh, Coen Brothers movie. It's like it's like their themes like all over the place. This one also talking about mm-hmm. greed and oh, de- whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah they, like I said, they, they they're definitely directors who like love mm-hmm. pretty morality uh, tales. In their movies, which I actually really do enjoy, because I do like morality tales. Um, I love the yeah. MacGuffin of the uh, money being a big part of it, especially in Fargo. It was, you know, obviously the entire movie's pretty much about money. And <laughs> I think that part of that really helps Fargo with me is the fact that that whole, like, um, Yes. Urban legend. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> I hate to laugh at it. Cause it, it yeah, actually is true. It's Someone terrible. Died, but <laughs> it's, it's so like, hilarious. Why? why would you do that? <laughs> um, um, I guess we have to go and do like a little summary. Like it's like a real yeah, quick. Like, I, I, I really quick. I probably want to say like for anyone who's like one. Like, what can we take away from Coen Brothers films? Um, sort of in general. I think that the Coen Brothers movies, even though, like, they're sort of, the plot isn't the focus. I think it's always more about the characters, and it's it's really, it's it's really interesting how they are able to take, um, because normally I don't think something like that would work, but they they take these characters and hinge the movie completely on them, and it, it works out for them, so I, I guess that just stresses the importance of characters. Mm-hmm. But I think that we can all agree, though, the best Coen Brothers movie, though, is still yes. Garfield. Which, that would have been another three-hour <laughs> podcast talking about Garfield. It's like the themes Don't even get one. me started on A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> I mean, where's my lasagna, John? You <laughs> God, shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, if they actually had used that line, I would have enjoyed the movie a lot more. <laughs> Bill Murray just. <laughs> but, God, no. But um, back to <laughs> Jesus Christ. You did this. Derailed. You did this. This is your fault. <laughs> I know. Anyways, um, they have. I mean, this is just yes. six other movies. We had. I mean, we debated on like what mm-hmm. we we're gonna talk about. So I think um, I said yeah. True Grit as being one that was like I was like oh, I really wanted to talk about that one. That one's actually that one's the, like I said the inter- my like real real good introduction yeah. to the Coen Brothers. It's actually a remake of an amazing I John have Wayne seen film, the John Wayne movie. also called True Grit. Yeah, and they do a tremendous job with the movie. So I really kind of was like, okay, they kind of I'll go and watch them. And I tell you now, oh, you should definitely anybody listening should definitely go and watch um, 
that and like all these movies are here we've listed these six mm-hmm. watch these six you know even though big lebowski to me was not that great and fargo was not that great I, I, to you. but i feel like i feel like people other people will enjoy them even if yeah absolutely i mean yeah. in our opinion is not you know is not solid it's not yeah it's, it's really not as far as like some little trivia for you if you ever watch their movies and you see the editor name it's roderick janes and it's actually an alias for those two because according to um stupid union guild mm-hmm. rules so they can't be listed also as editor for whatever reason it's kind of weird um so they had to list themselves as <laughs> roderick <pretty> janes <laughs> He does a great job about editing all their films, apparently. <laughs> great, great job there, Roger. Yeah. yeah. Well, according to uh, according to Wikipedia, because that's the best source for our podcast today, the noble works that you can go through is Blood Simple, True Grit, Raising Arizona, which I've not seen, um, Fargo, Big Lebowski, No Country for Old Men, Barton Fink, and Miller's Crossing. But... And we're talking realistically here. Burnt reading is definitely a notable yes. work. <laughs> Not notable in the sense of it actually being yes. like notable. <laughs> Everyone should watch Burnt After Reading at least once in their lifetime. Okay, and uh, that was the Coen Brothers movies, and this is NPR signing yes. off for today. So uh, what are we talking about next time, Chris? Are we talking about Tarantino movies? Uh, yes, we are. All right. Because we're going to do Tarantino, and I think we're going to do Spielberg afterwards. And just to give a quick explanation to the audience... Those are our favorite directors. Yes. Well, your favorite director is Tarantino. Yes. Mine is Spielberg. We both kind of like like them. Yeah. Both, anyways, interchangeably, I guess, in a way. But um, as far as being, like being favorite directors, and so that's our next next things up. So Tarantino, Spielberg, and who knows after that, we have a whole list of stuff. Yeah, we have a lot. <laughs> have a lot. Um, yeah. But we don't have any sort of schedule plan for this. We're just going to kind of do them when we do them. But I think mm-hmm. the Tarantino one might come up fairly fast because you've. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching like pretty much all the Tarantino movies like back to back. You're on a kick right now, so. <laughs> Dude, I really am. I like, I just, I, because night before I watched like two of his movies, and then today I watched one of them you're, at least. You're finally and... getting it. You're finally getting it. I got it. It's just that it wasn't appealing to me at first. Not kind of. Anyways, yeah. that's that's a conversation t- for yeah. another podcast. Yeah, that's our spoiler for the next podcast or our uh, teaser. Teaser. Thank you. Hey, there you go. There's a little tease for you. Yeah. Mm. Well, we're going to go work on episode six. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we're doing. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. Be sure to leave your correspondence and subscribe for more. For updates on this show and our other projects, check out IlluminationCinema.com.